What does it take from wanting to be the next great Hollywood director to being a great Hollywood director? What does it take to be successful in any industry? We'll talk about it with L.A. director, screenwriter, and cinematographer Ken Stacknick next on The Martini Shot. As a professional model and actress since 1993, Valerie Bittner has seen and learned a lot. While still actively working in TV, film, and print, she enjoys sharing what she's learned over the years, consulting on marketing, and helping others get into the entertainment industry. This is The Martini Shot, Valerie's podcast, where if you or someone you know is an aspiring actor or model, the advice is invaluable. Here she is right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of The Martini Shot. I often think a lot about success, and more importantly, what does it take to be successful? So for me, there was no one else I wanted to be as a guest for this episode than my friend, Ken Stacknick. Ken Stacknick is a director, screenwriter, cinematographer, and photographer living and working in Los Angeles, California. Ken has worked on everything from low-budget independent films to major projects for Universal, 20th Century Fox, NBC, Bravo, The History Channel, Ken's short film, Return to Grage, which he is credited as both director and screenwriter, won the People's Choice Award at the 2011 Elgin Short Film Festival. And his full-length feature, Clown Town, was produced by Steelhouse Productions and will be released in 2016. Hello, my friend Ken. Hi, Val. How are you? (laughs) Real good. Real good. You and I have talked for hours about film. Uh, But I wanted to share with my listeners a bit about your journey to the red carpet in Hollywood. And by the way, I loved the photos on social media. So I want you to tell my listeners, where did you start and what did you do? What did you have to do to get you where you are today? Oh, and can you sum it up in about three minutes? <laughs> uh, uh, in three minutes. All right. I think I can do that. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, I got my start at um, Columbia College in Chicago. Um, I originally wanted to go there, but just between the math, figured out paying $200,000 to be a um, well, to be like a camera assistant on at the end of uh, three or four years, just it didn't work out mathematically for me. So mm. I ended up finding a sign-up sheet at the school where it said freshman students get uh, experience on set, help seniors with their final projects. Okay. And so I put my name on it. And sure enough, a couple of weeks later, I got a phone call from somebody who was doing a project and they needed help. And I figured it's Columbia College. They're not going to check IDs. They're not going to. There's not going to be a teacher on set to make sure everyone's, you know, there has an ID. And sure enough, I was correct. Wow. So flash forward about yeah. Flash forward like three, three, four years later, I worked on some sixty film sets. You know, ranging from absolutely zero budget to five, ten thousand dollars. Sometimes some of the students were able to scratch uh, together. And by that time, the guys I had all the guys and girls I had started with were all seniors, mm-hmm. and now they had senior projects, and they wanted a director who not only understood how to direct a movie, but also understood what they were going through with, uh, you know, in the grip department, in the cinematography department, in the camera department, in the art department. And because I had worked on all those sets and worked in so many different departments, they came to me and said, "Ken, would you direct my senior project?" Mm. Because I'm a cinematography student. So I got to direct 14 films on 16, super 16, and 35 millimeter, and it didn't cost me a dime. Wow. So on-the-job training. 
On the job training, on the school training, now mind you, almost every one of those sets and occasions, I worked absolutely for free. But it also allowed me to to learn so much in a uh, low-pressure environment. I mean, obviously, it's a film set, so there's always things, you know, it's always a high-pressure environment, but it was very low stakes for someone who wanted to learn how to uh, work in light on a film set. And what was also great is because it was it was a film set, you got to have way more responsibility than you normally would without having to worry about ruining your reputation in the industry. And if you're actually good at your job, you tend to rise to the top very quickly. People tend to see very quickly that you actually know what you're doing. And then you get to work on better projects. So not only was it on-the-job training, but it also helped you to build a resume to start. Uh, would you agree with me that most uh, casting, whether it be for you know your part of the industry or mine, they're looking for someone with experience? Well, absolutely. I mean, experience is so important. I mean, on a film set, you have 8, 10, 12 hours to get something done, and it's never enough time. And usually director, the cinematographer, barely have time to explain what the intention of the set is and what the script means, then explaining why it is it why it's important that you have to hit your marks, why it's important that we need to make sure to clean up the water bottles that are around the set, why it's <laughs> important to you know, to make sure that you set up your trailer on the correct side of the set, because if halfway through the day we need to turn the camera around and there's a bunch of trailers there, you just added two hours to the schedule. So and just understanding how important those little things are is how you how you turn a good film set into a great film set. Now, would you say that experience is what led you to your latest greatest production, which is Clown Town? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Clown Town is a low budget affair. It is not. It's it's not a movie that was made for hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And so it was a movie where we really had to to make things stretch. And there's no better training ground for it than that for low budget films, especially college level films. And I was able to take all of that training, all that understanding, and with not that large of a crew, make something that looked far more, uh, it looked uh, like it had a much higher budget level than, than a movie like that normally would. And all of that just becomes from the fact that I've worked on now at this point probably well over 100 sets and have seen how, how they do it on the big budget sets and how they do it in the low budget sets. And, you know, there, there are times that you can take lessons from both and apply them to whatever you're working on, no matter the budget level. Sure. And and also wearing being able to wear several hats. I know there has been more than one occasion I have been on a low budget set and I find myself holding a boom mic or like you said, cleaning up the water bottles. You know, everybody has to work as a team and really know the, the various roles to play. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, understanding how those different roles interact is the job, especially of a director. I mean, your, you know, David Fincher had a great quote where he said, painting, uh, making a movie is like painting a painting with a 200-foot-long paintbrush <laughs> 30 feet again. And you have to understand how every single one of those people is going to be moving that paintbrush in order to get a cohesive picture out of it at the end, or at least the picture that you have in your head. You'll always be able to get those 30 people to paint some kind of a picture. The question is, is are you directing them to the picture that you have in your head? Because that's ultimately your job as a director. Cool. And I know that we could probably talk about this topic all day, but I do want to ask you while I have you on the phone, now that you are, you know, the Hollywood director, what are the three things that you look for when you're hiring talent for your films? Um, Three things that I look for when hiring a talent. Um, First, I want somebody who can articulate 
their feelings about the scene, whether they be good, whether they be bad, whether they, it's very obvious what's going on. Um, one of the key problems I find with uh, actors and actresses is is they can't communicate about what's happening in the scene. They can't articulate what's going on. And the basis of any good relationship between a director and an actor or actress is that communication. And if you don't have that communication, if you don't have that language to talk about the project, the work is going to suffer. Mm. Um, I'm always looking for somebody who's going to be, frankly, cool on set. <laughs> somebody who's going to be able to work with the rest of the team that I have, and they're not going to throw a temper tantrum. They're not going to slow things down. They're not going to always be cracking jokes because, especially at the low-budget level, we just don't have time. Like, don't get me wrong. I want everybody to have a good time, and I want it to be a fun, loose set, but you know, we don't have time for you to sit in the trailer because you're not happy with the scene. Like, mm. Don't get me wrong. If Daniel Day-Lewis wants to sit in his trailer, I'll let Daniel Day-Lewis sit in his trailer. <laughs> He's Daniel Day-Lewis. But... I'm not working with Daniel Day-Lewis, I know, because I don't have Daniel Day-Lewis kind of money. Um, and let's see, I would say the third thing is, I want somebody who has ideas about the script, whether they be good, whether they be bad, whether I accept them or not. I want somebody who's bringing something to the script. I've cast them because they have something in them that I think brings something to the character. But what I really love is when an actor or actress brings something extra, that little extra bit of line, that little bit of something of themselves, that little bit of something that they saw in a different movie, something to help the, you know, a high tide rises all, raises all boats. And as a director, as a cinematographer, I'm often looking at so many things. I don't have, I don't have quite as much time to dedicate to making sure each and every character has a little something special to them. That's why I hire an actor or an actress somebody who can bring that little something special, something that brings something to the script and makes it better. And I, I know myself as a talent, I really uh, appreciate that when a director is open to that. Well, thank you, Ken. And I appreciate you taking your time from your busy schedule to be on the show. And I hope you'll come back for a future episode. I'd love to do that, pal. Thank you. It was great. Okay, that's wonderful. I'll have Ken's website and links to his latest film in today's show notes. Be sure to subscribe to The Martini Shot on SoundCloud or iTunes. Then rate and leave your questions in the comments section. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, The Martini Shot is the last shot of the day because the next one will be in your glass. Until next time, peace out. Thanks for listening to The Martini Shot with Valerie Bittner. For more great tips and information, subscribe to her podcast, Listen every week and follow Valerie on all social media. To reach out to Valerie Bittner directly, go to ValerieBittner.com. ValerieBittner.com. That's a wrap. It's the Martini Shot. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.